Thank you, Bobby. So it's an interesting passage of Scripture from Matthew, the 11th chapter, that Bobby just read to us. Uh, The version in our insert is from the Common English Bible. Um, This morning I want to preach on that passage, but I want to preach from the New Revised Standard Version. It's a little bit different. Matthew writes, When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. And so as they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at, Jesus asks? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to you, Lord Christ. See, what Matthew is describing to us here is a fulfillment of prophecy. We find John the Baptist this morning locked up in prison. But even in prison, word of the wonders and signs that Jesus is doing is reaching his ears. Not even the thick stone walls of a prison can stifle the message of the gospel. So when John the Baptist hears of these things, he sends his own disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one? Are you the one we've been expecting? Are you the promised Messiah? Or are we still waiting? Jesus responds to John's disciples, to John's question. He says, Go back to John and tell John what's going on outside those prison walls that contain him. The blind see, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the wretched of the earth learn that God is on their side. And Jesus asked John and his disciples, is this what you were expecting? If so, then count yourselves most blessed. 
That's a very profound statement. You see all these things, all these signs and wonders. Is that what you were expecting? I had a professor in uh, Perkins that always used to say, and you've heard me say it before, the kingdom of God is here. I hope you're not disappointed. That's kind of a tongue-in-cheek way of, of expressing exactly what Jesus is telling John's disciples. Is this what you were expecting? If so, then you can count yourselves blessed. Now here we are, we're in the third Sunday of Advent, and we just lit the candle, the Advent candle of joy. We're just two short weeks away from the event of Christmas. And I think it's prudent of us as the people of God to pause here and ask ourselves the very same question that Jesus posed to his followers. Is this what you were expecting? Is this what I was expecting? Is this coming Jesus the Jesus I have been expecting? Because you see, the answer to that question can be most telling. The answer to that question can be most revealing about what we think this season is all about. The answer to that question can reveal to us just where our heart is regarding this Advent season. What this season, this preparatory season, is all about to us. Is the coming Christmas celebration more than a cultural holiday to me? Is the coming Christmas celebration more than just a tree and some presents? And maybe a really great breakfast. Is the Jesus in the manger scene out front on the lawn? Have you seen the new nativity pieces? Check out the nativity on your way out this morning. But is that Jesus in the manger scene out front just a nice decoration to help me get into the holiday spirit? Or is it representative of the infinite God becoming the finite infant? taking the form of a man so that God's plan of redemption for me might be fulfilled. Is that the Jesus that you're expecting? If so, Jesus says that you can count yourself most blessed. If you are looking at the coming Jesus as the one who can do all the wonderful things that were reported to John the Baptist, the blind seeing, the lame walking, lepers cleansed, deaf hearing, dead being raised, the wretched of the earth learning that God is on their side. If the Jesus you're expecting can do these things, then count yourself blessed see after John's disciples leave to report Jesus 
goes on to tell the crowd around him about John the Baptist. And he asked them, what did you expect when you went out to the wilderness to see John? Did you expect a prophet? If so, you got that in John, but not just a prophet, but the best prophet you'll ever hear. He is the prophet, Jesus says, that Malachi announced when he wrote, I'm sending my prophet ahead of you to make the road smooth for you. Let me tell you what's going on here. No one in history surpasses John the baptizer. But in the kingdom that is prepared for you, the lowliest person is ahead of even John the Baptist. For a long time now, people have tried to force themselves into God's kingdom. But if you read the books of the prophets and God's law closely, you will see them culminate in John the Baptist, teaming up with him in preparing the way for the Messiah of the kingdom. Looked at in this way, John is the Elijah that was promised to signal the arrival of the Messiah. So now if John the Baptist was the messenger for the first advent of Christ, who then is the messenger for the second advent of Christ the King? Who is calling people to repentance today like John the Baptist did in his day? Who holds the responsibility to prepare the way of the Lord for His second coming? It's us. It's all of us. Is it not the church, the body of Christ? We have been given the mandate to prepare the way of the Lord. We are to be the voice crying out in the wilderness. And if we accept that we have the authority and the responsibility, then we have to ask ourselves the question, are we fulfilling our mandate? Are we effectively spreading the good news? Are we as the church and as individuals actively engaging those who are unchurched? Are we personally involved in the evangelical mission of the church. There's that word that scares so many Christians. Evangelical. Do we regularly invite people to invite Jesus into their hearts? See, if we turn our attention to current events, we can see that the world is in desperate need of Jesus. More than ever before, the world needs the church to stand up and be the church to the people in the world. We need to be the voice that's crying out in the wilderness. If for no other reason, then there's far too much crying in the wilderness.
There's just too much out there that is in a state of wilderness, spiritual wilderness, bleak, empty, hopeless wilderness. If we can say that the Jesus we expect to see is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Messiah, Christ the King, then we can be like John the baptizer and help prepare the way of the Lord. We can proclaim the truth of Emmanuel, which means God with us. We can proclaim God is with us now. We can proclaim the truth that Christ will return to claim His people and to be their King. And so this is the reason for our joy. That we look forward with expectant hearts for the coming King mentioned in Isaiah. Where it says, and authority rests on His shoulders. And He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.